Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. You know what? Happy New Year, folks. On this day, this is a really special day that this podcast is going out. This is my wife's birthday, and uh, I thank God for my wife and so thankful that she has a birthday. And uh, we always celebrate her birthday, you know, on the day we observe New Year's because she was born on January 2nd. So this is a real big day for our family. So I'm probably listening to this going around for a walk with something on the smoker or somewhere. But uh, we just want to say Happy New Year with me, uh, our dear friend Kevin. And good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, so I guess, I guess the New Year still finds you in Texas. Kind of so there you are right on the border, brother, between New Mexico and and uh, Texas and Old Mexico. Old Medico's right down the road, brother. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We used to watch people have their cars stolen and stuff. People used to steal some cars back in the day, brother. So automobile insurance there at Fort Bliss was crazy. I'm telling you, man, your insurance went up. Uh, it was like $150 a month. And uh, so they had these stickers, and you used to put these bat stickers on the back of your car, and it would tell El Paso police, you know, I'm an old soldier or something. I'm back at home sleeping, so if you see this car after 10 or 11 at night, stop it. And uh, so all of us had those stickers on the back of our cars, those bat stickers and the back windshield on the driver's side. And, and jokingly, these idiots would go out and they would drink and they would get stopped with their bat stickers. And so the guys at the class called that a breathalyzer alcohol test. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was anyway brother you had to be there about three or four people get kicked out of the academy with their uh breath alcohol test on demand you know the cars would get what? stopped have you been drinking soldier yeah 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 well i tell you el paso is really um it, it's a weird place i mean it's right on the border and uh the the head of security at the church <clears throat> the church here has probably uh, I'd say eight people in the sanctuary during the service armed with microphones, you know, with the little yeah. curly wire going to their ear. And then um, also, you know, and they're packing, of course. And there's, I think, six outside running around during the service. So it's a pretty yeah. big church. But yeah, the head of security came to me the other day and said, <clears throat> I hope you're, you know, I hope you're well armed inside. And he told me how to handle things and gave me the number of the local police and said, I, I, I'm, uh, I've worked with them or he, he used to be on the force. So wow. yeah, it's, it's quite a place. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that dear brother. And, and those roads out of Biggs army airfield and stuff heading South, you can get to Mexico with those dirt roads without, it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, brother, we certainly do love those folks to the South of us as well. And, and, uh, love the opportunity for them to legally come across and be part of us. But, you know, I was thinking brother Kevin, that as we go into 2023, it's hard to believe it's hard to even say 2023, you know, it was just the other day, it was 1983. And, you know, a couple of days before that, 73 and so on. I mean, time just goes by so quickly. 
Uh, my mother used to say the days are, are long, but the years are quick. And uh, boy, she was right about that. And that's uh, true. <clears throat> yeah. So as we get going, so Kevin and I were talking about a word of the day just before you folks came on and we came to the word happy and we know we've covered joy and, but you know what? It's new year's and we're going to look at some verses or just talk about happy. And, 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 and Leah said, happy am I for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto me over in Deuteronomy 33, 29. O people saved by the Lord, the shield thy help and who is the sword of excellency and thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee and thou shall tread upon their high places man what a promise from the god happy when we got things right happy when we're serving god happy when god is at the center of our life so you're looking for the word happy well folks listen you're not going to find that perspective or, or you're not going to find that particular characteristic in your life at a bar. You're not going to find it uh, on a dating site. You're not going to find it with your kids. You're not going to, you're going to find it on your knees. You're going to find it in your quiet space. You're going to find it under the wings of an almighty God. And Kevin, what are you thinking when you hear that word happy? Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just thinking about how, you know, joy, joy is, is, is different. And you were saying that before yeah. that the, the two, two different things you cover joy, but you know, if joy is an abiding, um, underlying, you know, baseline of, <clears throat> of security and all that, then, then happiness. And I was, I was just looking it up. The, the new Testament word is, uh, Macarizzo and, you know, has the idea of blessed, fortunate, all that kind of thing, pronounced happy. So, you know, it, I, I kind of call it more of a, a boost type thing or a, a, um, a nitro nitro burst of joy where, you know, something just kind of descends on you. Uh, Peter said, bless or behold, we count them happy, which endure. And uh, Paul said, you know, there in the book of Acts, when he was testifying before one of those rulers, he said, I think myself happy, you know, that I get to answer for myself. So I, you know, if, if joy is, is just kind of always there for the believer, happiness is, is one of those, like, it's just a good time. It's a good day. It's a good opportunity. Something great has come my way. God's given me a, you know, kind of a burst of happiness. And I'm, you know, we need that. I thank God for the joy, but isn't it good when you have a, just a good church service or a good, you know, you're taking a podcast and you get something helpful or that's what we need. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Just, just that happiness. And, and you know what, we, we, we don't look at the situations in our life. You know, we find contentment, we find happy, in the Lord, if we sit around and say, well, I still owe, you know, $20,000 on my car, $200,000 on my home, $20,000 on my credit card. You know, this, this person was a real knucklehead in my life. When we stop that and uh, we cross that out with a black magic marker and we start saying, God loves us. He's pretty great. He saved us. He's looking out for us. I was telling Kevin a little while ago, we, uh, we were talking about maybe sharing a story of happiness or something. So I decided on this week, these five days, I'm going to tell you a story of where I almost died in the ministry or <laughs> funny things occurred. So the first one, and I've already told Kevin this, so it's probably not going to be a lot of laughter coming his way, but I don't know. 
But uh, anyway, uh, we had a guy some years ago, and I don't want to tell you where or how long ago, but we had a gentleman, a Vietnam veteran, a LERP, a long-range reconnaissance guy uh, from Vietnam. And by the way, we've had 25 or 30 of them. So if you try to put together who it is, you're probably wrong. Uh, we, we run into LERP people from Vietnam all the time. Just about every camp we have one. But this particular man, he came and, and uh, boy, he had PTSD real bad and God saved him and started doing a work in his life. And uh, we ended up at the, the fellow's house or I ended up at the fellow's house for lunch one day and and uh, he showed up and he had these dogs that looked hauntingly familiar to wolves. Kevin, they, they look like wolves, you know, and they were kind of everywhere. And I got in the house and, and the guy... The guy issued me a loaded nine millimeter and explained to me that he had been breeding <laughs> German shepherds and wolves trying to get just the right mixture where they don't want to kill you, but they want to kill everybody else. <laughs> and, he, and he said, if one comes in here in the head and taught you, shoot it in the head because it won't stop. It'll know. <laughs> it'll, it'll know. You're trying. You're trying to kill it. And uh, anyway, just a, a little while ago, I thank God there's no, you don't have to call PETA. There's no bad story here, but I had one, I had one that eyeballed me. I mean, I couldn't even, I was having a hard time eating because this, this one, see, he was, Kevin, he was, he was trying brother to give, to get one that was about. 25% wolf and this one was the father or something he had to be 50 or 60% he was six generations into this wolf thing and anyway this this wolf slash German shepherd was eyeballing me brother and, and he never even blinked and I had so I'm eating with staring my, you down oh staring my you down. goodness I had that nine millimeter focused on that dog and uh, thank God there was no shooting that took place that night now he told me he had to shoot one in his bedroom a couple nights later that time in to attack him but anyway <laughs> <laughs> But I sure he called he called Help. a short while ago. Yeah, it's hard to recover from this, brother. But he, he called a short while ago and he's doing well. There's no more wolves. He's got a fiance and and uh, he's in a PTSD group and, and God has blessed him. And I asked him if I could share the story if I didn't use names, locations and, and he said, Brother, please do and he laughed. I mean, we I haven't laughed that hard in a long time, but not uh, <laughs> anyway, you gotta you gotta watch out for people who are breeding wolves and German shepherds. That's the point, you know. They're not meant to hang out together. But hey, listen, we love you, folks. We're gonna go ahead and run to this commercial. We'll be right back with you. So go ahead and hang with us. Well, we sure are glad you came back on this side. Kevin, we find ourselves over here in Proverbs 29. And boy, we've been away from here for a while. So you and I did four or five weeks of podcast. I think we did three that wasn't Proverbs. And then Pastor Miller came by the other day and just finished up last week as you guys are listening with the fruit of the spirit. And we find ourselves over here in verse number four. And, and at the end, we told Kevin, we're going to save a couple minutes for his story when he almost died. 
and uh, I'm sure he'll have a few of those, <laughs> or just strange uh, preacher stories. Those strange preacher stories will mess you up. But anyway, here we are in Proverbs 29, verse number four, and it says, the king by judgment established the land, but he that received his gifts overthrow that. And, and and so, Kevin, here we are, we're talking about this king, and, and it's telling us, you know, a, a, a just king by justice, uh, a king is stable to the land. He, he brings a stability to it. And uh, But these knuckleheads come along, Kevin, and they, they want gifts. They want things handed to them, and they they turn around and mess things up. And, and, and that's what's going on with this dude here. You can... You can mess these things up. You can overthrow it. You can, and we've all had people like that in our life. And I mean, you're looking at this verse, Kevin, and what's coming to your mind? Yeah. You know, a king uh, is someone that's in charge and authority poorly, poorly exercised is, you know, the Bible says it causes mourning for those <clears throat> mourning for those that are under it. And um, it can be in, in the home. It can be in in a nation, it could be in a church, it could be in a corporation. And we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, a little bit, but, um, you know, when you got someone at the top that wants to receive gifts, but he's saying, well, my judgment call goes, I, I know what's best. And <clears throat> my word, you know, my word is the law here. And, you know, point number one, I'm always right. Point number two, if I'm wrong, refer back to point number one. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know people that, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and call it narcissistic uh, abuse of authority, or or call it just a knucklehead, as you say, just someone that makes it real hard, and it's traumatic. So I'm thinking about trauma, and I'm thinking about people that are having having to suffer under that yeah. kind of thing. <clears throat> it's really terrible because if you're receiving gifts, that means that you have an an agenda. It's really it's all about you because I say I'm going to do what's right and I'm looking out for you. And so therefore, you know, get out of my way. I'm going to do my thing and it's always right, but yet it's not always right because I'm really, I can be bought. I can be paid for. I right. can be, I can be influenced the wrong way. So this, isn't that just an awful way to have to live? Yeah. That kind of thing. And I know there's, there's gotta be women sometimes that listen to the podcast who are thinking, yeah, I've, you know, I've got that kind of thing. Um, my husband, you know, puts his foot down and, 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 and makes life really miserable, but you know, and he, he wants to say, this is God put me in charge, yeah. but yet he's following the dollar. And that's, that's hard to really, you know, work out the submission thing when you're in that situation. Yeah. You know, man, if you're messed up and you're messing with your wife's heads or lives, stop it, grow up and uh, start reading the Bible, get in a church. And I'll tell you, brother, most of these guys are either in a church that's run by a, a Christian warlord, or they have their own set up there at their encampment, or they have nothing at all. And uh, having that wonderful Christian balance and the biblical balance. And that's why guys like Kevin and I would be glad to recommend churches and stuff. We, we don't want you to, you know, these people want bribes. They want special gifts. They want, um, you know, relationships aren't about that. And they're not about over and over again being worried for your health and your well-being and things like that. So, men, if you're one of those guys or gals, if you're one of those gals, this is the time where we grow up. 
this is the time where we serve God. And if you're, and if you're dating a knucklehead like this, great news, get out now. And uh, God has something better for you. And, and uh, I promise that. And, and then we go on to that next verse. Thanks, Brother Kevin. I like the way you, you drew those two things together. And verse number five says, A man that flattereth his neighbor spreadeth a net for his feet. And, boy, don't we meet people like that who, you know, they, they, they flatter their neighbor. You know, they, they say all the right things. They set people up. They, you know, in so many ways, um, there, there's a sense here that I've met people, and I think the words I'm looking for are like this excessive, because there are some people, I mean, Kevin, if you're my neighbor, I'm going to go over and say, hey, man, your, your yard looks great. It's good to see everybody's looking good. But there's, I think the word that comes to my mind is excessive flattery, ex- really rubbing it on. You know, it's a trap. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you, you get this feeling, I think, Kevin, I want, I want your feedback on this in a second, but you know what I'm saying? When people overdo things, you know, whether the patronizing is real, they're patronizing you so bad where they're, they're going too far, they've went over the top, you say, wait a minute, this is a trap. And I think that's what the Bible's talking about here. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, the idea, it kind of goes along with the earlier verse, doesn't it, of, of using, being, you know, using someone for your own ends. And, it, and it's kind of the opposite of being bribed or receiving gifts. Now you're giving <clears throat> verbal bribes to someone, you're, you're buttering someone up. But in its context, it, it's, and this is repeated over and over in the book of Proverbs, um, and back in the, the, the Pentateuch too, the, the early books of the Bible, where it says, don't receive gifts. If you're in judgment, if you're sitting in judgment, if you're a ruler, do not receive bribes. And he, you know, the idea here is, um, you're, you're flattering your neighbor. <clears throat> you're spreading a net for their feet. In other words, you want something from them. You, yeah. You're setting, you're setting them up. It's well, a snare you, brother. Yeah. 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 Yeah, why would you set a snare? You want you're set a snare because you're going to catch someone into something to either they're going to be the fall guy, they're they're going to be the person that's blamed or you're setting a snare because you're going to own them. You know, you want them not to be able to escape. And um, you know, love bombing from the Oh yeah. from the, from the typical narcissist is like you said extreme over patronizing. It's it's saying you're wonderful. You are just what we need, but really when they get you, they own you. You know, um, I, I just, um, you know, in in the last whole year, I've had some contact with someone that, uh, spoofs another, uh, uh, account on social media and comes at me like two or three other different people to try to butter me up about something. And he, what he's wanting is information sure. about, about, you know, things that you would normally want to get information about and uh, people that flatter you like that. I know many years ago, I think 20 years ago, there was some people that would call homeschoolers and, and ask them private questions about their child raising, but he would always come at the, from the standpoint Oh, I'm, I love God and I need to learn so much from you because obviously you're advanced in this thing. 
and and with the advent of social media since then it happens all the time with scamming but you know i think we do need to be you know aware of the fact that there's there's a catch they're 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 gonna they're gonna try to catch us to use us and uh and it's it's traumatizing there are people i'm sure yeah. listening who have been caught by a flatterer and um they're stuck and that flatter is not going to let them out it's it's a it's a mob mentality yeah. they own you and you're not going to make it out without being um smeared and so forth and that's why you really need to get in with advocacy of of some people that love god and uh wield some you know wield some wisdom and authority like a pastor or even to come to a wounded spirits retreat if you're yeah. suffering from that kind of abuse you'll find some help and some and some advocacy like amen I'm saying amen no that's good i think that's where we got to go so kevin a story, you know, almost when you you almost died or something funny. I mean, <laughs> you got two minutes, brother. Just go for it. Okay, yeah. Here's a traumatizing story. <laughs> um, so we've run over 30 years. We've done six RVs. Not constantly. We stop and we've planted churches and come off the road. But anyway, one of them in particular was a converted Trailways bus. We've had a couple of those, but one of them in particular, if you know anything about Trailways buses, the brakes do not self-adjust, at least the older um, models. You had to get underneath and adjust each each brake at the drum. Anyway, I knew that my brakes needed adjusted. It was harder to slow down. I mean, hard. Yeah, hard. It took longer to slow down. So we went to a church in Pennsylvania, <laughs> and uh, and and I said, "Yeah, I got to get under my bus. Do you mind if I do that here in the parking lot?" And the pastor said, "Oh, I got a guy, a mechanic in the church. He may help you." So a guy that night at church said. Oh, I can do that for you, brother. <laughs> I, I love God and I love missionaries. I said, praise God. And he got under there with a uh, 9 16th inch wrench or a 5 8th, I forget which one, and started adjusting the brakes. But uh, he must have adjusted them the opposite direction <laughs> because, because this was horrible we took off on a test drive well we had to go somewhere i think we went to another church service i said hey family come on we got adjusted brakes we're here in the mountains of northern pennsylvania and, uh, <laughs> brother we hit the first mountain and we could not stop going down the mountain and we're rolling and i said oh no oh no there's a t intersection at the bottom there's a de we we, uh, I, I just said, everyone lay down, lay down. And, uh, I, I cinched my seatbelt and we rolled through the intersection. Thank God it was into someone's yard that went up the other direction, uphill. And we rolled uphill and just, kissed, just kissed someone's house. Just kissed. I thought for sure we were going to be rolling into someone's living room. I just thought, what's it going to look like for a missionary to kill a husband and wife oh. watching TV or something? Watching Jeopardy. And and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my family, yeah, who knows? But God was good to me. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the, the nice, you know, Deacon Jones or whoever that said, oh, I, uh, there ain't, you know, there's not a bus I can't adjust. <laughs> I'm, hey folks, we're right, we're right up against the time, and and the, my problem is I know this story. I had a guy one time tell me he knew how to put a transmission in my car. 
And he, I had it a quarter and he got a transmission out of a Corolla. But anyway, listen, we love you folks. And uh, we're going to come back tomorrow. But Happy New Year. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you all very soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.